0: Allow the, the truth of God's Word to build your faith and bless you. Here's our wonderful friend, a true apostle, my spiritual grandfather, Brother Bob.
1: Hello, folks. At this time, I'm going to minister on faith. I think it's quite necessary for you to have your faith built up this week, so come with me to the 11th chapter of Hebrews. You folks want to follow along with your Bible, and kind of read along with me, and kind of help you a little bit in Bible study. You shut-ins out there if I can be of any th- assistance to you, and you need to know more about your scripture write to me, would you? I'll answer you. be glad to help you out in any way I can. I've been getting some mail from some shut-ins and I do answer it and I will help you. Anything I can do to help you, just write. My name is on the scroll and you'll have time to write it down. In fact, the matter is being flashed on the screen as I minister now, so you'll have plenty of time get your pencil and paper or pen and paper and Just write down the address and write to me. Let me know who you are, your prayer request is, and I'll be glad to pray for you, and my staff will get right in and give me a hand with it. All right, the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Did you know that's one of the greatest scripture in the world today? It completely, in that just a three-liner there, tells you how to pray. Now faith. It isn't just faith, it says now. And in my Bible, it's a great big N-O-W. Right now faith is what counts. When you ask God for something, just expect Him to answer you right then and there. Consider it done. That's what now faith means. And if I took that word now off of there, it'd be faith is a substance of things hoped for. No, faith isn't the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is absolute positivity is the key to your faith. Now faith. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. All oh, right, I hit you evolutionists evolutionist on that again this morning. We understand, anybody with any sense at all that has read the Bible and knows God will understand and know that the fra- worlds were framed by the word of God. Not a big banger from slime so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Now, if a big bang created this earth, I'm getting on evolution again this morning, I can't help it, I'm really going to hit you fellows on that because you're trying to give it to the public whether they want to hear it or not. You're forcing your doctrine off on people, so I'm going to tell them the truth about God's gospel. All right, if things are, which are seen were not made of things which do appear, what caused the big bang? God's an invisible God, so he must have been the big bang. He must have done all of the banging. (laughs) By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh or spoke. Now Cain killed Abel, his brother. He murdered him. Because Abel had faith in God and offered a blood sacrifice unto God as I, like God offered his son Jesus upon the cross to shed his blood for the remission of our sins and God accepted Abel's gift. He still loved Cain though, but Cain brought the material things to God and God didn't accept his gift as well as he did Abel's. So Cain killed Abel because Abel wanted the material things to be accepted before God. That's kind of the way this world's going today, materialistic. Countries want their, each other's material. They don't want the good things, the godly things. They don't want the fellowship of the p- human being. They don't want the love of thy neighbor as thyself. They just want the material that that neighbor has and nothing more. We need to get back to God, folks. This nation and the politics need to get back to God. All nations need to get back to God. That's why they're de- being destroyed. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, this testimony is what's going to translate you into glory, according to the scripture here. Once you have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and I might add, speak with tongues, you will be translated at the day of your death to God's kingdom or into his kingdom. And if you please God while you're on this earth, you'll be like uh, Enoch here. He was translated instantly went to God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Isn't that fantastic? God will reward you if you will seek him. There is no place written in this world where it says the world will reward you if you will serve the world. It has its reward. Hell, death and the grave for eternity. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Even Noah condemned this world. God didn't, Noah did. A natural man condemned this world. Natural men are going to condemn it today. Men like me that preach against the sin, sickness, and disease that is ravaging the earth and taking the place of God's Word and power. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out knowing not where he went. Now, how many of you people would just pack up, leave this country, and go to another country at the word of the Lord, not knowing where you went. I've had to do that several times in my life, several times since I've been married to my wife and with with children, had to do it. God asked me to do it and I went, but I'm back again. I'm back in my own country. I'm back in my own home. I have a home. I have everything that I need from the Lord, including his blessing because of my faith. I keep my faith high. I have a studio audience here this morning that has their faith very high. They have their homes, they have their children, they have their life, and it's good, isn't it, folks? Some said, "Uh uh-huh. Let the audience hear an amen. Amen. See, isn't that fantastic? By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, which Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's what I'm looking for, folks, after I leave this life, is that great city of God where he, there's no foundations of buildings made with hands. God is the foundation. The apostles are the foundations. The word of God is the foundation. It is the house, and God himself is the keeper. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to receive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, Sarah was almost 90 when she had her first baby. Mm -hmm. Now, that's faith. She was 90 when she had her first baby. She was quite a ways past age. That's faith, isn't it? But it's simple. She had the simple faith because God had promised her that she would have a child. Therefore, spring there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. That was Abraham. Abraham was past age, too, according to the way this world thinks. But he had, in his old age, as many as the stars of the sky in multitude. His seed increased that big and that much. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, speaking of the Holy Spirit, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Did you know you're actually just a stranger and a pilgrim here? Unless you serve God, you're just a very, very stranger here. But once you're serving God, you're as a stranger and a pilgrim. Just somebody that's passing through. And you will pass through. But you'll pass through much nicer and much easier and much greater and on into God's eternity if you'll serve Him. That's why He put you here, to serve Him. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. I will declare to you that I'm seeking a country in the hereafter. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly. This is the key, folks. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city or a place. Jesus, as he, before he ascended, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would tell you but I do go and prepare a place for you." That heavenly city, that heavenly place, that glorified place. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son. You see, Abraham offered up his only begotten son at one time, just like God the Father offered up his. But God stopped his hand when Abraham started to offer up his son because it wasn't time. But when Jesus came along, the son of the living God, the only begotten son of God, God didn't stop, His stayed his hand. He let him go on and be crucified and offered him up as a sacrifice for our sin. Therefore, that's why I'm here today to proclaim the great sacrifice that God made to redeem us from this life and from this flesh. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. According that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. Now here was a man that was in the last moments of his life, yet he stood up and leaned on his staff and blessed his children. Isn't that something? And gave them promises which they fulfilled both then and throughout eternity. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Isn't that something? Joseph gave commandment concerning his natural bones. Even told him, said, take my bones up out of Egypt and take them and bury them in the promised land. Bury me in the promised land. He even had the knowledge of how to bury himself. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. The king's commandment back in those days was to kill every male child that opened the womb. That was Pharaoh's commandment. But his parents were not afraid because they had faith in God and they knew that God would deliver that child from then forward. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, faith hit him that he did not even understand at the time. God's faith. Did you know all you folk out there have a certain amount of faith from God if you'll receive it? You are already blessed with a, with a, a, a certain amount of faith, but you've got to let it go and turn it loose and let it go to God. You've got to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. And it isn't grievous to do that. Anybody can get a King James Version of the Bible and read it. That's all you have to do and learn about God and then your faith will come. But faith does come by hearing of the word. It will come by hearing me minister to you, if you'll listen. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, Moses was 40 years in the house of Pharaoh. He knew every pleasure on earth. He knew and he was educated in the ways of the world for 40 years. And then all at once he decided that he was going to go and live for God according to the word and according to God's word. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of, his, of the reward. Now, he already knew about King Tut and all lamb. He knew all about those kinds of riches, but you know, Moses didn't care a thing about the riches of the kings, including King Tut at that time, because gold was nothing to Moses for 40 years. Today, they worship Things like the King Tut and his little gold, golden riches. But they can carry it all in a van or in a truck. And it goes from place to place. And it does nobody any good today. Actually, it was stolen from his grave. He was stolen from his grave by grave robbers. Now some uh, hereafter those people are going to have, aren't they? Digging up the dead. Stealing his petty riches as compared to glory. I know why Moses esteemed Christ more precious and glory more precious, because he knew that material stuff didn't mean a thing. Didn't have any love attached to it. Didn't have the love of God attached to it. You could be the richest man on earth and not have love. Wouldn't do you any good. I've had several of the richest men on earth write to me and ask me about the Bible and about uh, the, the, uh, the scripture. And I'd say, well, start loving your neighbor as yourself and get filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll be all right, regardless of how much riches you have. They never answered me back, and they both died like fools die, too, alone. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch him. You people that haven't read the Old Testament yet, all of the answers to this right in here is in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. And what was done in the Old Testament by the natural is done by the spiritual today, or by the spirit. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians essayed to do, and were drowned. That was one of the first recorded water baptisms after Noah. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. You know those walls have never been rebuilt? By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. She protected God's people and she was a harlot and was to perish, but she didn't perish with them. God saved her for it because she had the faith in the children of Israel and their belief in their God so strong that she was spared. And what shall I say more for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Balak and Samson and so on, and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. If everything was told in this Bible that those great men did by faith, there wouldn't be room on the earth to stack the books. Or either yet, it would be so powerful that our menial minds couldn't understand it the way we are in this flesh. It would be so great that we couldn't understand the power of it. If all the books were written about Jesus Christ, the earth couldn't, uh, couldn't hold the weight of them or the power of them. The earth can't stand the, even the natural Bible today. They've taken it out of the schools. They can't even hack it anymore. They can't stand the power in this Bible because there's too much truth in it. The anthropologists and the atheists and the, atheist and, and the uh, evolutionists have to get their big lie out, and they can't stand the truth in this Bible. That's why they took them out of the schools they are trying to get them out of public now because they can't stand the truth in this Bible. And this Bible is the only place that you have any information at all concerning our natural law or our spiritual law. All of our natural laws are based on this Bible. So you lawmakers, why are you so hypocritical about it? Why are you uh, uh, agreeing with the atheist and the anthropologist and the evolutionist? When you're good and well, all law is based on this Bible. I think you're a bunch of hypocrites myself. I'm talking about the highest courts in the land. You're a bunch of hypocrites. I think you're a bunch of thieves and liars, bribe takers. If you weren't, you'd uphold this Bible because this is what America was founded on. Faith. Faith in God, faith in the Word. Mm-hmm. Who, through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. <laughs> you lions up there on that Supreme Court ought to be stopped too. Mm-hmm. You're actually flesh eaters. You're eating up this this uh, nation, and it's faith in God for a lousy salary, and anything else you can take off of people for, through bribes. I know you're bribe takers, or you wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Men don't spend a million dollars to get an $80,000 a year job unless they get some kind of uh, kickback. I said it and I'm glad. It's the truth, you know it. So sue me. Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness we're made strong, wax valiant in fight, turn to, uh, to, to flight the armies of the aliens. How come we haven't won a war since 1945? Well see, we're not turning the flight of the aliens anymore. We're losing because God isn't on our side anymore. You've done away with the Bible and God in the schools and in private lives and on television. That's why we're losing. God isn't with us much anymore, except through a few. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting uh, deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Mm Mm-hmm, now that's faith. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. How many of you professing Christians out there would walk among one another now, naked and destitute, in caves and dens, dressed in animal skins, to keep your profession? How many would do it without committing adultery and fornication in the, while you're there? Or trying to steal somebody other man's wife? or divorcing the one you had or have. You talk about uh, Christianity, are you willing to pay that kind of a price for it? Well, you might have to before long. You might even have to be stood up against a wall and shot for your profession. It'll be coming to that here in the United States before long at the rate we're going if the atheists keep getting their way around here. Of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received the, not the promise. See, you of Christians out there already have the promise of the Holy Spirit. You already have it. How many of you would be willing to die for it, or sacrifice your life for it, in one way or another? Uh-huh. Something to think about, isn't it, United States of America? You professing religious world. How many would be willing to die for Christ? How many would be willing to die to keep this Bible in the schools? Well, millions have already. How many of you be Willing to die to keep some atheist from trying to teach your kids sex hygiene. Uh huh. Or sex education. I got news for you, sex teachers. Kids don't need to be taught about sex, comes naturally. Always did, always will. Uh huh. What you want to teach them is about this uh, gay stuff. See, you can't reproduce, so you have to recruit. So you're starting in on the kids in the school. Recruiting won't work. God's after you. He's watching you. He's against you. So you sex teachers, just knock it off. Because I'm going to start teaching the people how to get by without you. Bible. Put the book back in the school and you won't need sex teachers. <laughs> Besides, most of you sex teachers have already got a venereal disease. You should have learned your lesson by now. Some kind of disease. God having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Now you see the Old Testament uh, people from Genesis to Malachi can't be made perfect until this generation and this New Testament people get there in the resurrection, because that's the ones we're going to rule and reign over as kings and priests under the Lord. You Christians have ever been taught that you're going to rule and reign with God as a king and a priest? Most of you have just been taught, well, if I just get in by the skin of my teeth, I'll be all right. No, you won't. You don't get into glory by the skin of your teeth. You get in by being born again. Mm-hmm. Baptized in water. receive the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to get you into glory, and that's the only thing that's going to get you in. Your faith has to be that great to receive those gifts, to receive the Spirit of the living God. All right. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know what that race is? Seeking God, reading your Bible, prayer, fellowship, going to church, paying your tithes to your pastor, doing many, many things that I'll be teaching on in the next few weeks. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus, with honor and with joy and with great pleasure and suffering great shame, did all of this for us free so that we could have a free access to God the Father. All we have to do is let our faith go, trust God, and trust Jesus Christ. Folks, I see my time is starting to get away from me. I appreciate you watching. Write to me. I'm anxious to hear from you folks, that really want to get close to God. I will do anything I can to help you. And there will be no no kickback. There won't be any letter back to beg you for money or anything like that. You'll just get your answers to your questions right back and with a blessing and with a lot of prayer behind it for you. You that need prayer, write to me. The shut-ins that are sick and need prayer, write to me. Or have somebody write for you. But I wanna hear from you. I'm anxious to know who you are and where you are. I love you people and I am concerned about you. So God bless you much. And I do want you to know somebody does care for you. I do care for you. Jesus does care for you. God the Father cares for you, and we will do everything we can to help you. But we've got to know who you are and where you are. May the Lord richly, richly bless you is my prayer. Bye for now.
0: And that was our wonderful friend, Brother Bob. Wasn't that awesome to hear the truth of God's Word, plain and simple, how to live by faith (laughs) in very straightforward terms? I love hearing him teach and minister. And um, as you heard, faith changes everything. You also heard him mention that he'd like to hear from you. Well, Brother Bob's been, been with the Lord. He went on and received his eternal reward for all of his labor during this life. And so we make that same commitment to you today. All you need to do is go to getyourloveon.org. We have a contact tab. You can reach out with prayer requests. You can reach out with questions. You can reach out with um, a thank you or, uh, you know, I'd like to know more about this. Whatever you need, as he said, we'll do everything we can to help you draw closer to God and receive that eternal reward for your life as well.